0: what's up guys welcome back to rebranding safety let's get into today's podcast we're talking about proactive health this is episode one of our health and well-being mini-series let's get into the podcast the problem in safety isn't deviation, it's complexity. Health and safety has gone mad. Health and safety is trying to unpick having gone mad in the past. There's no one solution and one problem. The problem is that we are looking for one solution. Does the structure of the team allow them to flourish? Feel safe enough to be uncomfortable. The environment defines our behaviors. People aren't the problem, they're the solution. Rebranding Safety, crushing the stereotype. Brought to you by Risk Fluent. What's up guys, welcome back to Rebranding Safety. Rebranding Safety is doing exactly what it says on the tin. We're here to challenge those health and safety perceptions. We're to change and stop health and safety going mad. So in this episode, like I say, it's the first episode of our health and well-being mini-series. We're talking to a gentleman called Consta from a business called Sisu. And hopefully I've pronounced that right. You know what I'm like with names. I'm terrible at that stuff. He's a business development manager for Sisu Health Group who are essentially pioneering a new and better way of delivering health and wellbeing engagement, measurement and improvement. I think health is something like, kind of like the poor relative in the safety business. Um, When we do think about it, it's normally part of like, a reactive kind of thing for us, like from a health and safety perspective, to a hazard like asbestos or something like that. We rarely look at it for its potential, we rarely look at health and well being as kind of doing our thing for the community. So, doing our thing to try and help the NHS deal with the mental health crisis and things like that. So this meeting series is all about kind of focusing on you in a way. It's you kind of looking at your own personal health. You know, I'm a firm, firm believer in you, you've got you've to be in the right place in your head first and the right place in your body first before you can even do a good job. So I think it's vitally important. So a lot of this is focused at talking to the individual listening to this podcast. Whilst there are some business applications in some of them, particularly this episode, we're talking very much kind of business focus and how Sisu and their health uh, assessment pods work really well in business. Throughout the mini series, we're going to talk to several people and we're going to cover several health and well-being topics. Um, so, for example, when we talk to Carla, it's much more about personal health and our diets, etc. But we also touch on how businesses can can kind of encourage that within their employees and then we talk with like Michelle Irwin from Australia who's talking all about like authenticity in the workplace and creating like really good strong relationships when we're working from home and when we're working in the office and some interesting kind of insights into working at home in that one as well then we're going to finish off with a real personal story from Paul Clark um, where we're talking about spiritualism and mindfulness and it's going to be a real great way to tie this mini-series up so like i say today's episode is all about proactive health assessment and monitoring and engagement in our workplace and consta and uh, sisu are doing some great work with their pods bringing technology into health and making it proactive which is awesome i love proactiveness to boot consta is a wicked guy If you're watching it on YouTube, it's a awesome moustache like hashtag moustache jealousy. If you listen on podcast, go check him out on LinkedIn. Um, You can see his awesome moustache on there. Anyway, let's get into the podcast. I'll stop waffling on. We can go and chat with Conster. We're gonna talk about so much stuff in this, like technology. We even talk about Blade Runner. Try and predict how Blade Runner comes into us talking about health. If you worked it out, let us know in the comments below or drop me a message on any of the social media platforms. I'll see you at the end of the podcast. Let's go. Okay, Consta, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me on, James. Thanks.
0: No, thank you for coming on. Why don't you give us a quick introduction to yourself and, and Sisu as well?
1: Yeah, I can do that. So, I mean, first off, thanks for, thanks for having me on. Um, I think it's my first ever live recorded podcast, <laughs> so hopefully it goes smoothly. I've had many imaginary podcasts that um, <laughs> I've been a very charming guest on when I, when I have a take a shower, so hopefully I'm as, <laughs> as, good, as good today. Um, but yeah, so like I said, my name is Consta. Um, I work for a company called Sisu Health Group. Um, and we essentially have a digital health or a health engagement platform um, and with, with the goal of, you know, helping people globally live live and lead a healthier life. Um, and one of our taglines is um, own your health. And um, so we want people to, to do that, to own their health. Um, we want our users, you know, whether it's members of the public, um, whether it's employees in, in companies to you know really be proactive um about their personal health and, and not reactive um which i think will, will come up quite a lot quite a lot today um so it's very much about preventative healthcare, um and it's very much about giving people something that um, promotes parity of access um so it's available for everyone to use you know so it's not just uh and a single tool for a single person. It's it's you know it doesn't matter where where you come from or, or what position you have in a company. You can you can use the same thing. Um, so without I guess sounding too too sales pitchy, yeah, although that is my my job, um, we we have four components really that that sort of builds this this digital health platform. Um, so the first is the which you which you've sort of seen um, is the CISO Health Station. Um, which is, it gets a bit technical, but it's a class 2A medical device. Um, then we have the online platform, um, which all, like, we sort of talk about as well. Um, and then building onto that, there's a whole communications support engine. Um, and then there's a lot of stuff around data and analytics, which to me is is probably the most interesting part, part of it. Um, we also do a lot around the health literacy research, um, and on that, we actually just released um, a white paper. I think it was yesterday morning um, on global industries health. Um, so that that was really exciting, and uh, we worked quite quite a long time on that. And um, so that was good to to get out. Um, and yeah, so I think that's that's. A, Pretty quick run through. Obviously, we were founded in 2013 um, by our CEO, Dr. Noel Duncan. Um, and we have uh, a big office in Melbourne, in Australia, um, and then an office here in London. And um, so we're trying to build that global footprint. Um, so we have, yeah, stations, a lot of stations in Australia, a lot in the UK, and Ireland, um, Europe, and then we're planning some Middle Eastern expansion this year as well. Um, and just for a bit of context, so the, the station gives you a, a four minute full health check. We, we can talk about that. Um, but I think we've done sort of just over three and a half million checks um, globally. So it just gives you an idea of the scale that, that we're able to, to operate on. Mm. Um, and that's a quick quick sort of elevator run through of that.
0: I Kind of, it's like you said. I saw your uh, LinkedIn post, and it was a long time ago now that yeah. we first kind of connected. And, and it and was, what, yeah. What kind of drew me to it was that, like you just said, that that kind of proactive approach. You know, it's been a my let's say my relationship with the NHS and my GPs is is probably. Uh, stereotypically male very reactive mm-hmm. very Sure. I'm sure it'll go away and then yeah. and then, rub, and then some event- rub some dirt on this <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then on the same t- on the same kind of tone and, and I don't want to get too much into a discussion of the current state of the NHS or anything like that sure. we'll, we'll be here forever but I think it is worth a brief discussion that it, 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 it it's hard work isn't it to like Actually, not not like look after yourself. That that's kind of a separate discussion. But just kind of getting an appointment, you Mm -hmm. know, getting that reassurance that you are okay, or finding out what is wrong with you if there is Mm -hmm. something wrong with you. It's it's really challenging, and to kind of put into my own from my own experiences, it's like to ring my GP to get an appointment. Um, you have to be on the phone at bang on eight o'clock, and and. If you're like one minute past eight, you ring up, you're like number thirty in the queue. Oh yeah, it's it's happened to me as well. And and it's like and I've moved houses to over the last kind of ten years over three different towns. So I've had three different GPs and they're all the same. They're they're kind mm-hmm. and it's not and it's not their fault, you know, their their areas. So I worked in the NHS briefly and they're mm-hmm. they're kind of catchment areas in the UK. It's just it's just unbelievable. So it's not the GP's fault, I suppose, but that's kind of what drew me to these things and there's a couple companies doing it and I obviously saw Mm -hmm. your your post and and just that's what attracted me to it is like taking like you said you know own your own health to me yeah that is like I I would pay money to myself to be able to just get a full health check Mm -hmm. once a year once every two years whatever just to be able to say hey I'm fine or you know I need to eat less mcdonald's or whatever it is <laughs> sure. but to be able to own your own health i think that is just phenomenal
1: no yeah definitely And i think you you hit the nail on the head with a couple of things i think you know it, it, you know we're not in this space to you know by any means replace you know what the nhs provides or you know replace going to see your gp but i think you can take a lot of strain off um you know, uh, organizations like the NHS, you know, different public health organizations across across the world by just doing simple things, you know, it's, it's, it's all about prevention, isn't it? So if, if you can get your hands on, you know, a, a device like a, one of our health stations, you know, you, you can sort of save that trip to the GP office potentially. You know, if you, if you get flagged for having high blood pressure, um, you know, the station will tell you, you know, maybe you should go uh book a book a gp appointment you know we've had people come to us that have used the station and have said you know I've, I'm, I'm a very active person you know i exercise my nutrition's on point um but the station's told me you know i have very high severe blood pressure and you know they've gone on then from that recommendation to see their gp and been put on you know blood pressure medication um, so you know it it, it it works in a couple of different channels you know it is you know on on one end you know, it can be used as that sort of referral tool. Um, if you do need to go to see your GP, but on the other end, you know, it is about prevention. So if you have your numbers, you know what your blood pressure is, you know, you know, what your body fat percentage is that's, that's, you know, you're, you're starting to, to sort of, you know, fight early. Um, you're, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's prevention essentially, is what I'm trying to say.
0: Mm no i like it i think i think there is room for it in 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 the uk especially and I, I suspect the rest of the world is the same 100 um, percent, yeah but there, there's definite room for for us to start being much more proactive in this and and just and and i, and I find it interesting that that kind of how how you're putting these machines and, and will come on to the machines and, and the mm-hmm. kind of workstations as you talk about them um but I find it interesting that we're, we're kind of trying to put them into, you're kind of trying to put them into workplaces or are, are yeah. putting them into workplaces, because I think there is this this piece around, like, I always talk about it from a wellbeing point of view and say from from mental health, for example. So, you know, mm. in the UK, we hear on the news all the time that the NHS and, and the UK are in like this kind of mental health crisis and this wellbeing yeah. crisis, and we can't keep up for it. And everyone's kind of like, banging on at the nhs to kind of get more therapists etc yeah what i find interesting about what you're doing is is kind of the same thing what i would say about this is that that workplaces you know we spend eight hours a day at work and Mm -hmm. and we're not addressing the root cause of of those kind of mental health problems at Mm -hmm. work we're spending eight hours a day what we're doing is is moaning about the the kind of there's not enough tablets there's not enough doctors
1: yeah sure
0: and and that's what I find from from your kind of point of view of that kind of health and well being point of view is that you're you're enabling workplaces to kind of take that next step to say, Do you know, we don't just want you to come here, do a good job, get paid and go home. We actually mm-hmm. kind of actively care about your health and your well being. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's that extra step of like Maybe let's say you don't need occupational health, health, for sure. example, but but you can find. I feel like your workstation maybe like the step in between. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Or, or? Yeah, it could,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely functions in that way. And again, I think you're right. You know, there's. I don't want to say we're a hundred percent selective about the companies that we work for, but you know, I, I have a lot of conversations, you know, with a lot of companies across a lot of dis- different industries. And you know, you do get the mix of, you know, companies that are just looking to maybe tick a box and say, well, look, mm. you know, we can have uh, one of these health stations in and it, it, you know, it sounds bad, but it's, you know, it, it looks like we're doing something. Mm. Or, you know, you have companies that, you know, have a very proactive well-being um, strategy in place. And, and it's it's the latter of those that I think yeah, for obvious reasons that we we prefer working with because uh, you can you can often you know the, the station is, is it's an entry point isn't it really um, to, to, to to the rest of, of, of the well-being offering the rest of the initiatives and if they're willing to sort of understand that it is more than just okay we have the latest piece of kit in our HQ go use it I think it makes a significantly higher impact for for the employees and, and for their health and like you said you know people sit at work eight hours a day um you know that's a lot of lack of movement that's you know a lot of high stress again you know that those things all compound over time and if, if you can take four minutes out of your day to go sit down on the cell station you know you could get some pretty you know i've seen some pretty alarming results um you know if i've sort of showed people how the station works or, or they've sort of showed me their results um so yeah
0: i like it mate i've I i do um, i like the idea that businesses are kind of like you say obviously there's going to be a split of people that you know want to be seen to be doing the right thing as opposed to actually doing the right thing i think that's natural i think we'll always we'll always have that um and and i I genuinely believe that i think that those numbers of business will eventually start to reduce as we kind Mm -hmm. of I don't know. There's some kind of sociology side, to stuff that I look at and just out of interest. I start to feel, yeah. I feel like the, the generations coming up are a bit more moral. not, not to say that the older generations are not moral, but I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't know, more switched
1: not, on. Maybe
0: <laughs> I, I. don't want to piss everyone off. <laughs> yeah, now. I'm, yeah, just, yeah, I'm just. I'm sure, just thinking. Yeah. Hang on a minute. Anyone that's older than me listening to this is yeah, going to be yeah. like, let's um, let's hit the brakes on that one. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> but I do like that idea of kind of businesses just saying, do you know what, we we can do more. For yeah. so, for society, as as opposed yeah. to just our business, you know what I mean. Like it's it's it reminds me of actually kind of like you know back in the day where we used to have those kind of tight knit communities, and a business mm. wasn't just a business; it was part of the village or the town or the city sure. or whatever. And I, and I find it quite interesting. I think back to when we had Jason Ank on a podcast, and he was talking mm. about you know what we we've got really good at is stop hurting, stopping hurting people at work, but what we haven't got really good at now is this kind. Kind of community sense so he was talking about from a mental health point of view but this we've lost community and i think a good example mm. of it is like working men's clubs for example, and and the cons clubs and stuff like that so these clubs that were so closely related to the the working environment that everyone would go and be social it yeah. kind of made the business a lot more kind of like smaller didn't matter mm-hmm. how big the business was but smaller more community based and it gives you that is, I don't know whether ownership is the right word, but, and I think these, these machines kind of remind me of that kind of, we're creating a bit more of a community here. It's like, we don't just care about you doing a good job. We care about you mm. actually being healthy and, and, and we care about you, you know, being out there to, for your family and stuff like that. And I think that's a real nice message to see. And again, that, that's one of the reasons why I quite liked the, the idea of what you're doing. So let's have a chat about your health screening machines. So that was, a, that was what I saw. So yeah. why don't you kind of just take us through what they are uh, um, and, and kind of what it does, how does it work, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, sure, I can do that. So, yeah, you, you've obviously seen seen some images and videos of it in, in action. Um, essentially, imagine you, you, you sit down. Some people call it a health pod. Um, I call it a health station. <laughs> Um, not a not a massive difference, but uh, you, you essentially sit down. You'll have a, uh, uh, a top and a bottom monitor um, and you, you create an account um, it, it, you don't have to create an account. Um, the reason we do it again is because which I'll talk about in, in relation to, to the actual online platform is over time, you'll then be able to come back and, you know, see the change either up or down in, in all your results um, start to finish. It takes around four or five minutes um although our new operating software which is launching in the next couple of weeks which we call you know v2 version two um i did a check i think two days ago and you i think it took me around three minutes so it was actually a lot quicker which was just wow. quite nice to see um but it does your basics so it does your height your weight it does your bmi and then it moves over more around cardiovascular health um, so it has a blood pressure cuff that's attached and so it does your blood pressure measures your heart rate, um, and then sort of those numbers combined with an algorithm that we have on the station, it spits out uh, what we call heart age score. And um, so, you know, how is your heart, Are you, is, you, is your heart essentially older or younger or the same age as you? Um, and then at the end, it also does checks around body composition, so things like, you know, body fat percentage. Um, and we were able to add in and drop new tests as we develop them. Um, so we're looking at things around, you know, um, diabetes and sort of risk prevention, things around atrial fibrillation, HRV, so a lot of cool, cool hard stuff, cool cool tech that we're, we're building into it. Um, so that's essentially the station. It's, I think it's around maybe two meters tall um, and about yay wide, so uh, nice and comfortable. Uh, really easy to use. I think that's the number one piece of feedback that we get. It's very user-intuitive. Um, and again, it, it, it's funny you mentioned sort of men in particular earlier. Um, a lot of that feedback does come from men, um, okay. and, and we've sort of you know theorised is it because the station's not um, speaking directly back to you? Um, it's not giving you sort of feedback out loud, um, even if you get results that you you know particularly aren't too too happy with. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's it's honestly, it's a really good piece of kit. And, and interestingly enough, when the business started, um, it was built more around the platform and we used the station as the sort of entry point. Um, and what we found quite quickly is people actually, you know, really prefer the health station. So we pivoted the business in into sort of providing the health stations first and then building the platform around it.
0: Okay. I like... Um what you were saying about like the the more innovative tech kind of coming in, like, like, yeah. And and we didn't talk about this, this is a bit off the cuff, but what, when I, when I imagine these kind of pods and think like, what will it be Mm -hmm. like when my kids are working, for example, we ever get, do you think we'll ever be in that position where you kind of stand in front of a machine and it just goes, be scanned oh, and percent. Yeah. you every, everything you reckon like how, I how think, far-
1: yeah it, it's funny you say that we were having this discussion with with a colleague we were up in leicester at the innovation hub and he, he was giving a presentation and he'd had a, a conversation with someone that's quite on on the sort of front lines of health tech and he reckoned you know within sort of the next 10 years um as, as we we're all sort of sitting in this in this conference room he said you know each one of these rooms will have sensors that you won't be able to see all across the walls and they'll be measuring all of your vitals it'll be sort of you know tweaking the temperatures syncing syncing with your wearables you know your sort of wearable clothes whatever device you have and everything sort of comes together to build this idea of a, a digital twin which I thought was quite interesting Cool. Uh, I don't think we, we don't have plans to sort of build in a cool Blade Runner scanner yet but um, <laughs> I'm sure if someone, someone asks for it we could, we could convince the, the development team to, to put that in there
0: to be honest I, I don't if it doesn't look like it's not from blade runner or, or anything not like that i'm not interested yeah i don't really yeah, care no, i agree
1: i agree i think that's good good feedback so if, <laughs> if they're listening I can, I can we can definitely pass that over to them <laughs>
0: uh, no i just it fascinates me that kind of tech stuff and i just think you know we've got we we've come so far with technology like you're saying wearables and stuff like that yeah. it's it's absolutely everywhere now drones all this stuff doing, but just how much further we can go with this stuff is just phenomenal. And I think, do, do you feel like health is, is it behind the curve? Is it on the curve or ahead of the curve? Or I, I feel like it's behind, but I don't work in it. So I sure. know.
1: I mean, I, I think it's a, a, probably a mix of both. You know, some of the things we hear about are, it, it's insane. I, I can't put some, some of the talks we heard at this conference around, you know, um, b- using data and algorithms to sort of pre-screen just huge, huge amounts of data and, and predicting whether or not you're going to have a heart attack before you're, you know, 45. And, and, you know, you obviously see stuff, well, I love using Reddit. Um, so I, I see a lot of just really cool tech constantly, you know, coming out. And even for us as a business, you know, the health station within... 10 years might be obsolete technology. You know, we have to keep mm-hmm. innovating. So we, we've actually, we're launching out what we call a health station in a suitcase.
0: Mm-hmm. And so it's
1: about, it's about like that big, does the same, same checks, same jobs. It's just smaller. It's more scalable. And mm-hmm. um, so we, we have to keep up with the times. But I think, again, it's it's about, you know, it, it, I guess it kind of can link, link back to the NHS things that you're talking about is, you know, what, it's great to, Come out with all this new technology. And I think the well-being space in particular, corporate well-being is, is seeing so many apps, so much tech being pumped out constantly. But what what's the outcome? You know, what what is it actually sold? Is it just another tick box tick box exercise, you know, or is it just another nice to have? Um, so I think, you know, the health sector is is sort of still you know, trying to find, trying to find that, you know, it, is, is it ahead of the curve in some ways? Yes. Significantly. Yeah. Um, A lot of that takes hard to sort of implement in, in daily use as well. So, so we'll, we'll yeah. see.
0: I, I think it, when I say, when I say it feels like it's behind the curve, I, I think from a, from more, from like a proactive point of view, like, like, sure. like you said, with, with the gen pop, do you know what I mean? Like the general sure. pop, population of like, you know, it, it's going to, and, and, and like I say, I don't really work into... I'm just kind of talking mm-hmm. from a from a customer point of view, I suppose, of, of the NHS. And, and saying like, you know what? It, it, it's like it's on me to sit and wait or do the things that I can yeah. do to stop me getting cancer, for example. Sure. It, and, and then we get to the point where, oh shit, I got cancer. And then we go and deal with it. It's like, it'd, mm-hmm. it'd, it'd be phenomenal to see. And, and like you say, it, we get to the point in the future and it's it's probably there or coming through where it's like we can predict that stuff and and i think that's where what you guys are doing working with businesses if if we can get into that headspace to say you know we actually we actively care about our employees Mm -hmm. and and purchase your pod that does become like a blade Mm -hmm. runner thing in in 10 (laughs) years time then then what what an amazing place to live that would be Um, So I think the future is definitely exciting, it's
1: interesting. 100%, like I said, there's there's so much out there, I think it can be overwhelming, you know, like you said, if you're just sort of a a consumer, you know, it's do do I wait till the problem arises? Do I go out and buy a a smart watch? You know, a a whoop strap, you know, what what can I do? Where can I do? And I think, like you said, you're spending eight days on average, you know, or eight hours a day on average in your office. If they can give you something that sort of is the first step into understanding where your health is, then that's great.
0: Awesome, awesome. And I do think that if that machine talks back to you, it should sound like Jarvis from Iron Man. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay, let's get back on track then. Sorry, I yeah, was, I, I I was... Talk,
1: yeah, I could talk sci-fi till the cows
0: come home. So. Yeah, I, mean, I could as well. So maybe let's not go. Let's not go down there. Yeah, or um, the
1: electric sheep till the electric sheep come home. That's a terrible <laughs> joke. Let's, you can edit, edit that out if you want.
0: I think I might leave it in actually. <laughs> just, just uh... <laughs> um, okay. So. It was just, interestingly, when you were you were saying about like you, you think from the data and the feedback that you're getting that men potentially don't like being spoken back to from the machines, and that kind of made me think about like the the, the privacy kind of side of things. So like these, sure. these, so when I imagine them, if I without kind of like I said, I've seen I've seen your post, I've seen a couple of photos, but that's about it. I imagine it to be kind of like you know like a photo booth. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you can feel a bit like an idiot in a photo booth because actually <laughs> yeah, everyone, sure everyone can. can see. Like, how, how do you deal with with that kind of side of things in in the moment of like the machine? Obviously, you said it didn't talk to you, so that that's quite mm-hmm. good. So no one can hear what the machine's saying. But then yeah. as well, in in the next point of the data that that produces, like, mm-hmm. how, how do you, how do you manage kind of like the data privacy side of things with that?
1: Yeah, so like, I, I think, think like that you ch- said, there's that
0: a challenge? I suppose. As well. Oh yeah, no,
1: it's 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 definitely a challenge. I think
0: th- th- there's a couple of
1: things that you said there. So I mean, first is is the actual physical privacy, isn't it, of yeah. the station? I think before we go in and do installations, you know, we'll have one of our um, engineers when he does the delivery, or you know, one one of one of the team. You know, we we have a quite an extensive conversation about. An understanding about what the company culture is like um, around privacy, around health and well-being. Um, Some people, when they get the station in, want it to be in a public place. Um, They want, you know, people to to see it, to use it. They want their teams, their coworkers, to sit around, compare results, get people talking. Um, So those are the businesses on one end that are very focused on engagement, right? Um, getting people talking. Um, on the other end, which and I completely understand, I've had I had a lot of these discussions. Is you, you know the, the first people that tend to use the station are the people that are just kind of want validation for how in shape they are. Um, yeah, and they're they're okay with people seeing the results. You know, not, not everyone is. Um, so we we again when you're scoping for location and where to put it, that's we have to factor that in. When when we go in, um, obviously there's no, no sort of bubble you can pull over yourself with a station, but you know you you can be sort of strategic about where you place it, whether it's you know facing a certain direction, and then you know we, we tend to use something like a, a banner or a stand if you want that extra bit of sort of privacy. Mm. Um, then on the on the other end is is the data privacy right, which is it's it's massive. You know All, everything with GDPR. It, it, it's a lot you have to take into consideration even if you're not a health tech company. But in particular, because we are a health tech company and because we do, um, you know, get a lot of biometric data, the first thing we have to make sure is that that data is secured. Um, so obviously with GDPR, you know, we had to really hone in on all of our privacy practices. And um, we sort of aligned ourselves with everything, you know, really strongly look through okay where can there be a potential um, gap you know let's fill that so you know we took quite an exhaust, exhaustive review um, of all the sort of processes and applications because um, obviously if, if you're storing and managing you know biometric data it's it's, it's a big responsibility for us um, and so we, we also sort of bolstered that with all of our ISO um, qualifications okay. um, and I, again I think it's about you know health data and privacy it's people get a bit skeptical right they want to know where their data is going um, so we it's again it's about educating it's the first thing we have to ensure you know the first thing you see on the screen is you know read our privacy policy read our privacy policy and um, you know understand where where it's all happening none of the the data gets stored on the actual station um, so it, it all gets encrypted and then it, it gets sort of sent through to um, our AWS sort of servers environment where it's stored. Um, it, it gets quite technical, I don't know all the ins and outs of, of, of the actual encryption, I think it's like TLS and SSL or something. Um, and then when we, so the, the individual when they do the check, they get the results, you know, directly feedback on the screen. Then they also get it when, when they create an account through the portal. And they're the only ones that will ever see their individual data. So we, we don't have access to an individual's health check result. When we talk about reporting for, for corporates, when we go in, we show them, you know, this is where the health risks are, these are all the checks that have been done, you know, around blood pressure, da da. da, da. That's all aggregate level data. Um that's all de-identified. So you'll never be able to sort of single out a specific person's um, health data results. So that's paramount to the business, I would
0: say. Mm. So there's a couple of things I want to touch on, but quick. So you you own the data. Do you you own the data from a point of view as your business? It doesn't. It's not like, say, for example, if I if on my workplace wanted to install one, we don't manage and own that data no it, you you guys deal with that software.
1: yeah 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 that's right so again it's 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 about understanding who the end user is um so when we work with corporates it's it's almost a mixture isn't it because we're providing the company a service but at the end of the day the end user is the employee right oh,
0: yeah um yeah.
1: so they have the right to that data um but at the same time you know a big part of the business is that corporate reporting um so in one sense you know the company does get Data, but it's all identified, and it it's it's different to to the end user or the employee. Mm. Does
0: that, that makes sense? No, it <laughs> does. It does, and that's actually the next thing that I think is interesting to explore. Like how how businesses can that's from the corporate side of things. So it, part, let's say, part of the management team, the health and safety team, yeah. whoever, HR as well, I suppose. We sit down and how, how can we use the data that we sure. can get from our workforce to to kind of be proactive and and mm-hmm. and I, I don't know. We could say, for example, in our busiest months, we ask everybody say, can you go do a health check at you know mm-hmm. once every two weeks in our busiest two months, and we can see everyone's heart rate, blood pressure has shot through the roof. Yeah. Everyone's stressed <laughs> yeah. or, or whatever, you know. And I'm kind of making that as simple as I can. Mm-hmm. I, I need to, <laughs> but, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, can can businesses do that? Then, what 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 can we see that and enable us to kind of look after our workforce better using your machines?
1: Yeah, sure. So, it, it, a lot of it is around what we call sort of measurable outcomes. Um, we'll will come in. You know, it depends on the length of the installation, right? But if say you had a permanent station, you as a company would would have. Access to seeing all the aggregate data. So it, it's Essentially what you're seeing is is an organizational health profile, right? So of all the checks you see sort of a snapshot summary um, it's you can segment it by You know gender you can segment it by location, you know by teams Which I think is really important for a lot of businesses um, And that comes into play when you know say you're looking at your Um, blood pressure readings across you know offices one through ten you can get as granular as you'd like in terms of location segmenting so you could say okay well what's going on with you know location XY and Z um, compared to locations ABC why is there you know higher blood pressure why is there higher body fat so it basically allows you to to target specific locations or specific health risks because I think one of the things that we found is it's it's shifted quite quite significantly now. But you know, a couple of years back, it was it's it's very much a, sort of like a blanket approach. Where okay, you know, we need to do something about health and well being. Let's sort of chuck a bunch of money at a bunch of different things and hope something sticks, <laughs> um, which isn't the most effective. You know, again, it's I, I don't run companies. I you know I don't, I don't know what the best way is, but from my perception. I would much rather have something that says, "Look, this office here has issues around blood pressure. Let's um, host another blood pressure awareness week. Let's, mm. you know, bring in a nutritionist. Let's, um, I don't know, you know, companies do things like gym pass. You know, let's let's get our you know gym memberships up. Let's do more around health literacy. Um, you know, and then you don't have to do that across the entire business because then you could say, okay, well, men in this office or you know, women in in in, in this." Um, uh, logistics depot you know maybe have high body fat percentage what can we do around that or you know there's a high percentage of smokers here what can we do about that so mm. I think that's that's sort of the main um, perceived benefit that that I, I like to tell people um, you know people love looking at the data it's just it, it's starting to understand what you can do with the data mm. and you know we're, we're working on building partnerships as well um, so with the data you know if you do it identify something around you know, high blood pressure prevalence, you could, you know, that that becomes like a healthcare pathway is is sort of the the term we're using, where you could then say, okay, well, do we have a partner that provides, you know, resources or a service around, you know, something like high blood pressure, you know, what can we do? So that's another way to to tie it all together. Um, You know, a lot of these companies have existing initiatives as well, Um, really great initiatives, but low engagement, um, people don't know it exists so again you know if they have something that we could then sort of signpost the individual users to you know that's of, of benefit to everyone um, you know, we do a lot around analytics as well um, there's something called a longitudinal efficacy analysis um, which again <laughs> yeah it's a mouthful which uh, lets you look at all the change over the course of the installation so everyone's first health check Versus everyone's last, last health check, you know.
0: Oh wow! Has there been
1: weight increase, weight loss? Has there been less people with high blood pressure readings? Has the there been a reduction or increase in smoking? Um, again, a great way to to sort of say, you know, if, if you're an HR um, director and and you need you need budget, you can you can go to these bigger meetings with you know whoever controls the sort of purse strings, and you can say, look. Um, you know, this is what we need to target. This is where the change has happened. This is where we should spend money. And we also do benchmarking. So you can say, look, this is where we compare, you know, if I work in the, I don't know, transport industry, you know, we, we're in the top, da, 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 or the bottom 50%, you know, because of all these different different risks. So it really gives you a, a full full picture. There's a lot of data and it's, it's really fun to, to play with.
0: we interrupt this broadcast to bring you a shameless sponsorship clip. In all seriousness, guys, we partnered up with DRM Group. You know David McLean, has been on the podcast time and time again, we absolutely support his message and he's got a brand new online course to help you. I'm gonna let him tell you all about it now. The brain can be trained to think and behave differently, to think in more positive and optimistic ways. And there are steps that you can take to train your brain to feel good for good. And we call this Lasting Positive Change. Through our 16-day programme, which includes daily videos and action sheets, taking you no longer than 15 minutes to complete a day, you will learn how to move away from thoughts of anger, hopelessness and frustration to a place of mental well-being and positivity okay guys so if you're interested you can click the link below and get a discount special rebranded safety discount full disclosure we get a little bit kickback from that so at the same time as improving your mental health you can support your favorite health and safety podcast youtube channel i'll let you get back into the content But and I suppose with that, it is how you use it, like you said. With, yeah. it, with those kind of things, you have to, it, it seems like it's quite heavily reliant and I can't really see there is a solution to this, but it's heavily reliant on, on me as the person that goes in the pod and gets the, the health check. Like, is, first, firstly, like, is, is it a potential that I could go in the pod and, and be told, like, you i'm actually in some quite serious this is serious you need to you need to get into your doctors as quick as possible and and if that is the case that can happen for example like is there anything that that your part or you as a business or me as a business that that has can encourage that person like i I assume we as a business for confidentiality reason won't Mm -hmm. even know so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to imagine a scenario, say so someone's very embarrassed, they don't want to see it, and they just kind of leave it um, when actually they're in some serious trouble. Like, is, is that like a kind of dilemma that, that you kind of have? Or-
1: yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I wouldn't really say it's 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 a dilemma. I think there, there's a lot you can do with what's available. Um, you know, whether it's the station, um, I keep using the word signposting, but whether it's it's telling you, okay, listen, your your blood pressure is really high, you you should go see your GP. You know, it doesn't diagnose anything. No, you know, no. it doesn't replace a, a GP visit, but no. there is ways that you can sort of positively nudge people in the right direction, yeah. um, either through the station or, okay, I feel like these are a lot of buzzwords, but this sort of engagement engine that we can build where, um, you know, if you're a... 20-year-old female that's, you know, really into your fitness, really into your nutrition, the content that you get off the back of the health check is very different to if you're, you know, a 50-year-old man who's a smoker and doesn't exercise, you know, because it's not a one-size-fits-all approach, right? So you have to be able to develop something that, you know, segments people accordingly um, and the right people get the right messaging because, you know, again, if I get the same message, you know, I do a lot of exercise, I'm, I'm very tuned into my nutrition. You know, if I get the same messaging that someone who's the complete opposite of me does, you know, it, it doesn't really work, does it? You, you need to sort of look at gender, age, BMI, you know, lifestyle, health status, where they are, and all, all of that then collates in, into sort of more personalized messaging. And that's something we work with the businesses as well is okay, you know, if someone has an issue, can we maybe add in um, a custom signposting question that says, okay, well, you know, are you suffering from high blood pressure? Did you know we have our occupational health team at mm. times? Um, you know, do you want to, you know, be sent an email about when you can, where, where you can book a an appointment things like that? So um,
0: it's kind of like making it really as as easy as possible for that that person to be able to go in there acknowledge that or or be informed that something may not be as it needs to be and then and then like you say get signposted or create i like the idea of the pathway like you said earlier
1: yeah yeah no definitely and 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 again i think it's it, it, it can be tricky because essentially it's you you have this platform this tool that's that sort of aim to service the, the general population right mm. i might not necessarily need it as much as um you know the, the people that we really want to target you know the people that need it the most and those are often the people that are the hardest mm. to to reach right so we want the, the, the point is to make something so simple so easy to use that you know even if you're very quite stubborn about your health you you, you sort of get that light bulb moment you say okay i'm gonna take take control. Now I'm going to take back ownership of my health. Um, you know, whether I do it alone or whether I do it through the business and ultimately that's, that's their decision.
0: I suppose that's an interesting point because I suppose, you know, it's not just the NHS and, and, and the wider kind of organizations that are reactive. It's us as people that are very reactive, aren't we? Like, you know, I'm speaking from myself as well. Like, you know, you spend the life of, I suppose gluttony really isn't it? You know, beers, <laughs> beers chocolate—you know—I'm terrible for chocolate, and I'm terrible for—I right. like a, I like a couple of glasses of wine and, and a few beers as well. And sure. and you, we live a life of you know Friday finish you're in the pub, blah blah blah. Mm. Uh, quite, granted, I think smoking's coming down, but you know junk food and all this, and I suppose it, as a business, it, it's a good way to. I'm trying to try this into a loop here so a good example mm. would be when a few times I've worked in in a nine-to-five job where I've had to be in an office mm-hmm. and it's always somebody's bloody birthday and it's always cakes and donuts and stuff all <laughs> over the side and, and it's very mm. difficult because it's kind of I feel like I'm back at school where everybody's smoking and you're, you're being told you want a fag it's kind of it's how it feels sure. like and I, I think as a business and and as yeah, as a business, we can kind of create a culture that encourages people mm-hmm. to and and educates people, which is yeah. where where you guys come in and the pathway comes in on your health. On yes, you can have one donut here, you can have another donut there if you want to, but but that has this impact, and you need to negate that in some way. So I suppose it's like a business has this kind of beautiful position now to kind of engage with the culture of the community that they work yeah. in to enable us all to become a little bit more proactive in in, in looking after ourselves, I suppose, isn't it?
1: No, 100%. I think, you, you know, proactivity is, is different for everyone, isn't it? You know, for me, it might be, you know, going to the gym five days a week and, and sort of taking pleasure in um, you know, having a, a stringent diet during the week and then you know, sort of gorging during the weekend. Whereas for other people, you know, it's, you don't have to be a top tier athlete. It, it's more about just, you know, what what can I do? To it's not only about longevity of life, right? It's about quality of life. You know, what are the sort of couple of basic things I can maybe, you know, one thing at a time, right? Um, but it, again, you know, it's, the, the station isn't. It's not going to preach at you. You know, it's not going to tell you, "Oh, you're doing this wrong." It's simply telling you: these are your biometric health results. These are some recommendations. Come back in two months. You know, whether you have or have not, I guess, is everyone's own own prerogative.
0: I, I suppose it kind of it smashes the naivety, doesn't it? Really, it or mm-hmm. is it, like, it, it tells you. It's like when um, it's like when BMI came out. Do you know what I mean? And I remember when. Um, Nintendo Wii and everyone had them and they had yeah, the Wii yeah. Fit and then all That's of a sudden right. everybody had a Wii Fit they all did their BMI and then everyone was like what I'm a beast <laughs> yeah, and, and, I and it was yeah. like and, and, and I felt like I don't know whether whether that seemed to be like this kind of seismic shift that we're seeing now and that Cultures are, but you know, gyms are getting busier. You know, mm. people are, are talking and eating healthy. You know, salad section is like selling out left, right, and mm. center, which never happened before. Um, and it's interesting, and I, and I suppose that is very similar to what you guys are doing. It's just p- placing that tool in a workplace that enables you to get the information that you need to be able to make a decision on your own health. I suppose isn't
1: mm-hmm. it? Exactly. No, that's that's exactly right. It's you, you're making the decision. We're there to sort of guide you gently along the way. Um, it's funny you mentioned that that wee thing. It, it actually ca- it came up when I was up in Leicester the other day. Someone brought it up because we have a lot of discussions around BMI um, about you know the validity or accuracy of it. You know, but we we have it in the station because it's it is internationally recognised as a sort of a weight assessment measurement. Mm-hmm um you know it's it's not always the perfect measure for every individual, but I think it's it's a good indicator overall of you know the health of you know an adult population group so you have to you have to take it with the rest of your check right mm. um but yeah no the the we I, I remember those days of the b m i checks on on the Wii. that was a that's interesting. You should do a, do a paper on whether there was a, a significant shift in the health consciousness of the yeah. world <laughs> when the, when the Wii came out. Well, I, like I, d- I think you're onto something.
0: I've never thought of it before, but <laughs> yeah. in that moment when I was talking about it, I was thinking, do you know what? There is this massive shift we're seeing, isn't it? Mm. There? Like there's less smoking, especially in the UK. Granted, yeah, some yeah. other countries are not, are not as good, but, you know, there's much less smoking and obviously the change in law helped that. Um, yeah, but... I mean, I used to smoke back in the day, I smoked mm-hmm. for a very long time. Um, but it is interesting that the that, that, that kind of, that's what I like about the idea of these machines is just enabling us to provide the information. And, and it mm-hmm. kind of brings me back to, I think about like uh, a gentleman I know he lived uh, a very long, long life and, and enjoyed his life by having lots of beer and eating lots mm-hmm. of like not great food sure, and got, I didn't did, didn't get di- diagnosed with cancer. Got like precancerous cells, basically, right. and it was a huge scare. And basically, trans he transformed himself. Like, look at him now. He's just he looks phenomenally fit. Like, he's always been a fit bloke. He's always been into sure. football and, and stuff like that. But but like. His, his lifestyle didn't complement that kind of fitness side of it and like everyone says oh i don't know what the stat is but it's like it's 70 percent what you eat and then the rest is is 90 10 90 10 jesus i thought it was i thought it was whatever. maybe <laughs> yeah. i should just to myself one day um, but, but that's interesting and i remember th- th- being you know close to this person and, and being in that process and and feeling it and thinking you know i don't want to get to the point where somebody tells me that I've got cancer for me to start looking after mm-hmm. myself, and and that's what the beauty of things like this, things like the Nintendo Wii, that even yeah. joke about it, and things like your pods that that enable us to do that before we even get to that point, exactly, you know, yeah, where, where we're, we're seriously unwell.
1: Yeah, I mean prevention is it's all, all I talk about. Is
0: one little thing. I mean, I, I take it even on a very micro level.
1: You can you can apply that. You know, I'm, I'm quite into. You know, movement and mobility so even taking a specific example about myself is I'll, I'll sort of tune my body up every morning with, with a 20-minute mobility routine so my body moves the way it should move throughout the day and I think you can apply that on a wider scale can't you uh, which is sort of exactly what we're talking about is what little things can I do now that Again, the the day becomes. I'm trying to work this out in my head. The day becomes, you know, your your entire lifespan, and it's making those small consistent choices. No, yeah. um, and again, you know, it's, it's not only about longevity. It's it's quality. I think quality of life is, you know, whether you you know end up dying at 80 or 115. You know, it's it's the every day. How do, how are you feeling every day? I think I think. You know the, the two obviously meet. There's some sort of apex where they meet, but I think quality of life is is so important.
0: Mm. No, I agree. I like I like that the way you you kind of talk about that is nice. What do you do? You get businesses kind of. Um, so you said like you have two kind of types of businesses: the the kind of tick box people and the mm-hmm. and the, the people that are a bit more engaged with this side of things so let, let's kind of forget the the people that are actively engaged in this and want mm. you know are begging you to come in and and help us be better if the people that you have to kind of sell it to do you get the kind of question you know what what's the the, the return on investment or, or when we spoke before you mentioned like value on investment which i quite sure. like yeah you, you have that conversation and if you do you, you how do you sell that to a business
1: yeah well i think ROI and VOI is really the bane of my existence <laughs> at this point. It's, you know, again, at, at the end of the day, you know, you, you, you come in, you're essentially, you're selling a, a product and you're selling a service and you, you have to go through that sort of, that pitch pitch process. You have to go through that, you know, creating a story for the business. Um, or I think ROI with... with a lot of well-being services can be. It can be tricky. It can be tricky to to measure. Um, you know, who's to say? You know, if you had a even a ninety-nine percent reduction in high blood pressure um, readings with your staff, who's to say? You know, how how can you measure exactly how much money that's going to save in all the different facets of the business, right? So it, it, it can be a tricky conversation to have, but then again, it goes back to a lot What we we're talking about is, you know, what, what is it that the employer values when they're working for your company? You know, is it sure the, the paycheck that they're getting, but if they're there for eight hours a day, you know, it, it is so much more, isn't it? It is about the culture. Um, it is about the benefits. Um, and so, you know, you, you have to convince a lot of people, um, through a lot of different conversations. Um, it's I, I suppose that the easiest way, because you can look at it in a couple of different ways, right? You can sort of pitch it in a couple of different ways, depending on, on the sort of customer profile, if you will. You know, for some people, it's about we provide health checks, but we can only do 15 a day through face-to-face checks. Okay, great. Here's this tool. You get um efficiency. Mm. You can do whatever 40 check. I think our highest site had something like 180 checks in a day. Wow. It's efficient, you know, it's effective. Um, that's a fairly easy yeah. sort of yeah. obstacle to overcome, right? Um with other people, it's we have all this, you know, PMI data, all these absences, um deaths in the company, you know, we don't know. We don't there's so much we don't know what to do with it. We want to understand where where is the underlying issue. Well, again, here you know we can we can put a station across a couple of sites and we can start to build that profile to give you a better understanding of it. Um, I think the big the biggest one or probably top three conversations I have with with clients is um, we we need to drive engagement and and I think engagement is. A very vague term. It's, it's, it can be tricky with, with those conversations. But again, it's, you know, can, can we do something with you where we bring a station in? And it's, again, it sort of acts like an entry point to the rest of the provisions of, of the business. Um, some, of the stuff, some of these things you can measure, some things you can't measure. So, you know, it depends how good you pitch it. <laughs> um, and it depends how, you know, perceptive they are to, to what you're trying to tell, tell them.
0: I imagine it is a difficult conversation because you're, you're essentially, it must be frustrating from a, from a point of view, like as I sit, and, and I think it's quite similar, like the way I kind of try and sell safety to people is, is, mm-hmm. is less like, well, oh, if you don't do this, you'll go to jail. Like, like yeah, sure. <laughs> you should just want to do this. Like, I don't understand why you don't want to do it. And and it, you can look into sociology as much as you like, and and it and it will always tell you that that currently as, and historically the moral side of the argument has always been the least effective side of the argument. But it is mm. frustrating to a point, and I and I imagine it's quite similar for you to be like, why am I having to sell this? That, that I'm I'm trying to get you to look after the people that make you money, like. And if they like working for you because you look after them, you take these extra Mm -hmm. steps, whether it's private healthcare or a pod or Oki Health or a gym membership or whatever, Mm -hmm. and you actively care about your staff, they're going to work bloody harder for you. They're going to stay with you longer. um, And they're probably not going to blink twice when they go, Hey, do you know what kind of stuff i need you to stay behind a couple of hours you're mad busy you're probably mm. like yeah sure boss no problem it's it's, mm. it's all of this encompassing side of things of like, can we not just focus on creating a nice place to work where we genuinely care about people and Yeah, no, definitely.
1: well i mean you know I, I would be lying if if i said it wasn't <laughs> um it definitely can get a bit a bit frustrating but i think it's, again, I think health and well-being has, still has a way to go to, mm. to get into those sort of board-level conversations where you have, you know, CEO-level buy-in. You know, it's very easy if you – well, not very easy. It's easier if you have, say, a CEO who is very into their health and fitness because they, they're easier to – I don't like using the word convince, but they're, they're easier to convince to, to look at. And even look at a service like this because they understand you know they understand the benefits but at the end of the day you know a lot of things you know not just health and well-being it comes down to cost doesn't it and unfortunately i I don't think every business is at the point yet where they'll prioritize health and well-being provisions over you know whatever else it is they have to spend spend money on and again i think that's the irony is you know sh- short term, if you have say like a a software as a solution platform um, it sh- you know short within I don't know a month you could say look this this service has or this tool has saved us you know this many dollars because of X, y, Z. I think things with health and wellbeing things don't happen overnight you know you have to have a degree of patience and again that's 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 a harder sell, isn't it um so so I think it, it, it's going to take some more time to get that cultural shift where hopefully, you know, health and well-being becomes a central part of of business strategy. And I think it is shifting quite a lot. You know, I, I, a lot of, you know, in people that I know that have had job interviews and, and, you know, you read a lot of articles and, you know, a lot of the questions that come up now is, okay, salaries, is Do but do I, I want to work for the company? Is this going to, you know, what are you providing me in terms of, you know, health and well-being? Is there like a cycle to work scheme? You know, mm. is there gym membership? You know, if I'm going to be here eight hours a day, um, I want to be the best. Again, another trope. <laughs> I want to be the best version of myself. You know, that, that's going to give the most optimal output. Um, no,
0: I think I think you're right. I think people are looking at that stuff more, and and I think it'd be interesting to the. To, it would be interesting to be in a fly on the wall in those clients that don't particularly prioritize this stuff and it'd be interesting to say well you know let's say it's manufacturing for example you've, you've got how many machines we've got 300 machines and, and do you do mm. any maintenance on those machines well obviously of course we do they make our products so, mm. uh, so that they would just break down okay cool have you got any it systems yeah we've got loads of it systems mm. do you have any like virus antivirus stuff on mm. there yeah yeah of course we do and and you've got loads of people obviously that work for you yeah and what do you do to look after them and it's, yeah, like, it's that kind of thing, and <laughs> and so many people get to the point to say, "Well, we pay them," but it's like it's not everything anymore. Like you've just That's right. you've got to look yeah. at other stuff, and and I think back to when I started at a very young age working, it was all about the salary. Now I look mm-hmm. back at it, and I think do you know what? the salary is important, and I and I would set a base level which I think everybody would do. This is how much I need to survive and to have mm-hmm. a good quality of life, and and support my family, etc. But if, if it's got private medical on there, if it's got a search mm. cycle to work scheme on there, you know, forget bonus, forget the monetary side of things. It's mm. got those, we, we provide discounts here, we do this stuff, you know. I've, I've even, I remember seeing a job a, a while ago for a brewery in, in London that was like, maybe it's not very good from a health point of view, but they were like, we make beer, so from two o'clock free every Friday, um, we provide everybody with free beer. And free it was price, like,
1: yeah. and, <laughs>
0: from a health point of view not great but from yeah. a culture well, point of view yeah, yeah. you know we, we make these products you can have it for free mm-hmm. and and i think back to when i did work in manufacturing and all the people used to mo- all the long term staff mm-hmm. would would moan about things not like salary they would Mm. all know that like we used to get hampers at Christmas we used to get Mm. turkey and wine and we used to see the leaders like all the time they knew our names they knew our wives and 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 stuff like that and our husbands and uh, that that's the thing that people care about I think and Mm. I think as the generations start to evolve and and we get the younger generations now coming into the workplace I, I don't know and I'm I'm kind of Um, I'm just saying this off what I see and hear, Mm -hmm. I feel like that stuff's becoming more and more important than a salary. Like a salary is expected the same as a good job is expected. You know, you expect me to do a good job. I expect a good salary. Mm -hmm. That's it. Everything else I do, what's everything else that you do in in a way, isn't it? Exactly. I
1: mean, again, this speaking from, I guess, a personal note, you know, you are – essentially giving up you know five out of your seven days you know to go to work um i think there has been a, a big i sound i'm saying this to sound like i've been alive for longer than 28 years but <laughs> you know uh, from again, what i can perceive has been a big sort of general generational shift in that um and and i'm, I'm happy to be be a part of it. i mean even if you look at the sort of age demographics of, of our employees or our users that use the stations. I think probably 25 to 34 makes up the most significant chunk, I would say, because I think they're, you know, obviously the younger demographic as well which is 16 to 24, but they're more sort of, they grew up with technology. They're sort of more open yeah. to adopting it. Which isn't to say, you know, things change over time. But I think, I think we'll start to see it more and more. I mean, you have, you have companies that are now, you know, cropping up that aren't even, you know, they're not profit-driven anymore. It's all about social responsibility or what can our company do to change the world. And I think if you can apply that same, you know, culture to to businesses that even you know that are for profit but on on a smaller scale is okay sure we're selling these widgets okay and it's great to make money you know you can't argue that but what can we do to make these people these people that come in eight plus hours a day what can we do to make their lives better more fulfilling um you know and give them a better quality of life
0: the future is bright to summarize the um, is bright. hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I, I'm true. conscious we've been, we've been waffling on for an hour. That's a, right. I'm, a 28 year old and a 29 year old that think that so we, I mean, know, we know better so than like everyone. Else. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so why don't you just give us a quick kind of, so let's say for, I'm, I'm listening to this podcast and I think, you mm-hmm. know what, I, I want to do this. I'm going, um, so, what what does that process look like so i come to you and, uh, and send an email and then what do you do so you come in like you said i think you touched on it earlier you'll send your engineers in or, or whatever mm-hmm. what what does that look like and then finish off on on kind of how do i do that yeah. do i contact you or the website sure. and, and and like that maybe yeah,
1: sure. So, I mean, how, how it tends to work is, you know, if if you are interested, um, obviously I prefer face-to-face meetings. Um, this is quite good, actually, video calls. Um, but essentially, it's, you know, it, it goes back to that idea of, you know, what, what sort of part of the spectrum are you on? What are your needs? Do you need it for a well-being week that you're hosting in June? Are you looking for something longer term? And we sort of had the conversation. We say, look, I think this is the best option for you. Um, you know, whether it's a permanent, whether we drop them in quarterly, um, you know, we sort of figure out how many staff do you have on site? We think about all these factors and then we sort of produce the best, what we think is the best solution for you. Right. So it's fairly straightforward. Um, top priorities again is making sure the employees understand what's happening and the companies know what's happening. So that's, what is the service? How secure is the service? You know, what happens to my data? How do we protect all of that? Um, after we do that, yeah, we send one of our one of our site engineers over. Very simple installation. Again, we've had a conversation about where we're going to put it. You know, do you want it in the canteen? Do you want it in the distribution depot? In the office? Wherever. Um, switch it on tend to sort of take someone through who's, who's the on-site contact, you know, how everything works. And then all of the sort of technical repairs we can do remotely, which is I love, um, obviously if there's a, you know, bigger issue, which I, since I've worked here, hasn't really happened ever. I don't think you can do all of it remotely, you know, all the recalibration, everything. Um, And we take care of all the sort of transport, all the moving of it. Um, and then with with the data, again, depending on the length of the install, I either come in and sort of present, you know, the findings, um, or, you know, you get full license access to, to it. Um, in terms of specifics, so kind of plugging, plugging myself, um, you know, you can reach me on email, which is my first name, K O N S T A consta at cesuhealthgroup or just go to our website Cisuhealthgroup.com, and then put in, a, a fill in the form.
0: Awesome. We'll put them in the description as well. So if Sounds good. Anybody no wants to have a look, they can uh, do that nice and easy. Right. Yeah, please do. Thank you very much, Matt. I thoroughly enjoyed that conversation. Yeah, uh, no, I could, I could
1: talk talk more. Maybe we can do another one and talk more about sci-fi because that's my my number one <laughs> <laughs> passion in life. Um, we can do a, a Blade Runner sc- screening or something.
0: Yeah. Did, uh, do you like the, the newer one? Have you I, love the newer, I love the newer one, yeah. yeah I, like I love it. It. Good.
1: it was the best. Every <laughs> shot is a piece of art. It's. I love it.
0: Yeah, it's really good. I like it. It's just, there's so many subtle things in it as well. And I've, I've, I would probably say I'm not as much as a, a, a massive Blade Runner fan, mm. those people that really know the little bits and bobs mm. about it. Uh, but it is just, they're just great films. Oh, I love them. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. <laughs> Thanks a lot, so James. Cheers. No worries. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Did you work it out? Did you work it out? Did you work out how we got Blade Runner into the conversation? No? Well, it was all about that kind of health scan, that health scan that you see, not just in Blade Runner, it's in loads of films, isn't it? I remember like watching Elysium, I think it was, with uh, Matt Damon, and um, and he like fighting to get into this pod thing where they like scan you and then they just fix everything, that's a freaking awesome film. Anyway, this is not a sci-fi podcast, maybe I should do a sci-fi podcast. Oh, that would be good, wouldn't it? I feel like once I stop talking about Star Wars and episode 500, I would probably run out of things to say. Anyway, did you enjoy the chat? I hope you enjoyed the chat. I love how Concery kind of looks at this. I love how he's like a real kind of tech geek as well, and he just generally loves what he's doing. Um, I do think that health is something that males particularly, and me, like I said in the podcast, we really take for granted, and we really kind of we just leave it to the last minute. You know, I do it all the time. And I think hopefully by the end of this health mini series, you'll really kind of change your perception on that. Maybe take control of your health, especially in these, these times now as I'm recording it, we're coming to the end of coronavirus. And actually when we recorded with Conster, I think it was way before um, coronavirus was happening. So it'd be interesting now to kind of get his, his opinion and see how that's impacted their business. That'd be quite interesting. Maybe we get him back on the podcast. What do you think? Let me know in the comments or come and hit me up on social medias so let's carry on anyway so let's uh let's let's end this episode and then we can eagerly await next week or if you're binging the podcast because you're new here you can uh, move straight on to the next episode where we're talking to michelle irwin about authenticity and kind of like a much more well-being piece creating an authentic and comfortable and kind of emotionally intelligent really kind of workplace um, and particularly when we're working from home which is a real good insight considering the way we work has completely changed so like i say i hope you completely change your uh, perception of health and you become a bit more proactive yourself i think Constable was a great way to start this health mini series i feel sorry for the guy because we actually recorded this episode so long ago like so long ago um, but anyway I'll catch you later in the next podcast. Safe.